Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be in the middle of a Weezer rant and it just cut off on me. I know, right? Isn't that the worst? Like, what's worse? Not being able to come or getting caught in the middle of a Weezer rant and not being able to finish that. That's such a close one. That's right? such a close like, one. Like, how do you decide? again march has come and gone and that can mean only one thing we're all 31 more days older and more miserable than ever yay right doing good that's great that, that's the kind of energy you start a podcast with that's how you get every that's how you pull them in you're reeling them in with the good stuff reeling them in with that positive energy right up front right i'm always drawn to misery that worked totally well because everybody talked together at once, so I will just move on past it. Uh, but that also <laughs> means that uh, another month of music releases has come and gone, and uh, it's time for your pals here at We Like Bad Music Only to do that thing we do, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to pick the cream of the crop for March 2022 joining me as always on this ride through the musical cosmos is of course my good pal taylor hello and our good pal psychic heist hey hey how's everybody doing how's it going we got let's do a check-in how y'all doing how's it are you are you still in the van are we still are we still in the van or did we finally get to come back inside Oh, I was wondering. It was. It was. I was wondering if we we're gonna go in the van today. <laughs> um, it was. It was coming down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my my wife's like, "Hey, hey, you you can be comfortable today, and I'll I'll take the kids out while you, while you while you talk to your your friends." So I was like, "All right, talk to your internet nerd friends. Yeah, <laughs> go talk to those nerds, uh, those music nerds." So yeah, um, yeah, doing. Doing okay. Doing all right. That's good. Um, March was exciting. So March I'm... was real good. March was real good. What about you, Taylor? How'd, how'd, uh, how'd March treat you overall? How you doing? Oh, I'm all right. I'm exhausted. You're exhausted? You got a new computer, though. I did, yes. <laughs> How's that feel, like, finally being able to, like, do something? Because, you know, you got a Windows machine now, so you can actually do stuff. Yes, I can actually play video games. That's got to be it. That's got it. Like, like, but then again, Ooh. be like me. And like when I built my new rig three or so years ago, the first thing I did, all right, time to play some NES games. Uh, I mean, the the first game I played on it was that Vampire the Masquerade stream I did, oh, which worked yeah. out real well. I did. Because I locked myself out of like three major side quests on accident because that game is garbage. That game is really unnecessarily cruel with regards to switches and event locks and event flags. It seemed very mean to me. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love it, but that's... Uh, how do I put this? I would almost classify that as sort of like the deadly premonition of PC games in oh, the sense yeah. that it's, it's that fucking jank, yeah. It's all about it's all about the aesthetic and the world building. Yeah. Yeah. And, and less about it functioning as a video game. <laughs> yeah, that's not something you go in expecting a lot of those older older PC games uh to to 
Not going to always feel the greatest, not always going to function the greatest, but there's some real good ideas there. I was amazed it worked on Windows 11. That's honestly surprising, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. wow. Yeah. That was the most surprising thing about that stream. I'm like, oh, this game actually launches. We did it. We're, we're come, we've come a long way since the, the compatibility days of Windows Vista and, 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 and the early days of Windows 10, making everything miserable for everybody for a good while. But we seem to be on a good path. We seem to be on a good road. Towards making everything nice and nice and kosher in that regard, but but we have a whole other video games podcast where we talk about video games. This is not the one. Um, so March, huh? How about that March? March? How about like, like that was a month of music. I have to imagine. I, I know me at least me and PH were probably tuned into a lot of things going on this month uh, i know taylor was mm-hmm. fairly busy so i don't know if taylor had the time to dig into as much as we did but let's hash it out i think uh i think i, I think i'm gonna go ahead and submit the first one uh because i think that it's gonna surprise a lot of people that it kind of got snubbed uh by all three of us uh, but it's but i think that it's an album worth talking about because i think people are going to expect us to talk about it and i think that it's worth talking about is uh ghost's new album impera yes so uh not a bad album at all just because it didn't it's not any of our top three in any of our three you know main three albums of the month doesn't mean it's bad it's just uh it had a lot of good competition uh what, what are some thoughts on the new ghost album somebody throw some thoughts out there for us I mean, I thought it was I thought it was good. I only listened to it once. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of damning. Really? Yeah. It didn't grab me like the last two did. Yeah. Like uh, Perkel was immediately just like this is on rotation nonstop. Uh, mm-hmm. Impera, like for the first week I was I was infatuated uh, and I've really not gone back to it much. Yeah, I think I, I can share that. Uh, sentiment uh, when i first heard it i was i was in love mm-hmm. i was i was you know would you caserion oh, is such yeah, a yeah, great opener yeah. um and i was like let's go we're you know we're on a roller coaster this is this is fun this is really really yeah. fun and then you get 25 uh, minutes in and then we're gonna grabbing them all by the hoo-ha <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> Uh, 20s. Uh, 20s is probably one of the bigger blights on Ghost's uh, entire catalog. <laughs> uh, I think I think I'm on the side of 20s. Oh, uh, what? Get out of here. Think, you know why? Why? Because it's, it's just so... It is grating, mm-hmm. but I kind of imagine like the Animaniacs doing that like okay. like i i, I packed i just i don't know I, it's the most ghost is always very theatrical oh yeah so i just i see this as the big like goofy broadway part of that album um and uh i don't know it's just it's so over the top it's i'm not saying it's good but yeah i like like i like the themes i like the themes that they went there you know they went there i like the themes Um, that that song is going for i think it's just like the the overall composition is just grating to me for some reason i just don't like the way that song progresses at all i I will say when my uh when i was playing the album and it came to that song uh my six-year-old was like daddy turn that song (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. So stupid. I mean, uh, I mean, so, child is it got is a point. Yeah. It is great. And even get when you can't even get a child on your side. Yeah. And like that, you'd think that yeah. would be the song that would that would be enticing for the child because it's got you know this very light <laughs> kind of like feel to it. It's very bouncy. They can bounce around mm-hmm. the room to it. No, right. like, turn that shit the fuck off, Dad. Pretty much. Pretty much. And I. Lately, the way she's been experimenting with her words, I wouldn't be surprised if she actually said that. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, don't ever let her listen to this shit. I'm not going to be responsible for another generation of people to talk like me. I'm not worried. Um, um, but yeah, this album, uh, you know, I there are quite a few tracks though that I that I enjoy. Oh, yeah. Um, and there again, when I'm when I'm playing it i i end up just singing along to it mm-hmm. and um one time i was it was morning i'm cooking up breakfast in the kitchen and i'm singing search lights yeah you know looking for the watcher in the sky see another uh, big thing going against this album for me is that both halves of the album in on fade out mm. like, well there you go like yep 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 yeah um it does have that i yeah i actually I don't like the last track, it, which is uh, a bummer because Ghost typically mm-hmm. has really good closers. And I see what they're going for. It feels like it's it's, it's a really good kind of climatic, epic sort of song. Mm-hmm. But there's just there's little things that they choose to do that I like. Uh, yeah. It, it kind of deflates like a whoopee cushion uh, when they're like when they do the whole like that sound yeah. during the song. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, it's like I'll give you you could do that once or twice but they do it enough that I it just kind of throws me out of it um and of course yeah the fade out at the end just kind of is a shame you don't end an uh, album on a fade out that is a crime yeah especially when is. you were a, like especially when you were a large and thematic band like 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 you were capable of putting together a solid vision of an album running start to finish and making that very mm-hmm. cinematic and making it work because they've done it for like the last three records. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say that uh, this is a well. In general, I would say that uh, March month was a very strong pop month. Oh God, uh, for yeah, music. yeah. And that this is a pop album. Oh yeah, this, like if people uh, come into it, like like a lot of shit gets thrown around these days about our ghost metal. Like fucking no. They're right. they're a goddamn <laughs> right. look. Tobias Forge has been very upfront. Like they are a fucking pop rock band. You are never getting another Opus Eponymous. Okay, just g- yeah. move on. <laughs> like you're never getting Uh-oh. anything that sounds like even close to Meliora again, okay? Like this is like if Prakel and and Impera have not given you the idea of what he wants to do as an artist now, like mm-hmm. you're just hanging on and you just want to bitch about things and I have no interest in that conversation. Yeah. Um so again, it it's totally a pop album. Mm-hmm. I, the and it's funny, I had this thought with listening to it. So Last year, um, a band by the name of Weezer released two albums, uh, one of which was called Van Weezer, which is a dedicated album to, I guess, uh, the 80s uh, metal scene, the, the, the poppier side. Right? Yeah, and yeah. I, and, I, and I feel like Ghost Imperia is is the album that Rivers Cuomo wanted to make. Yeah. <laughs> like, I absolutely like I man, I can actually kind of hear some Weezer in this album now that I think yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? 
<laughs> so um yeah it i still i still like it it's it is true i i don't have that urge to go back to it yeah. as much and I, I wonder if that's just because you consume all that sugar really quickly and, and you i know, think it's too sugary like, i i like it's mm-hmm. too sugary for my tastes like it's obviously like the mm-hmm. album that he wanted to make it's got a very strong vision the themes and everything they're still on point like this dude can still present a very cool idea and concept for a record uh and and it you know, cons- and it's very consistent through the whole runtime, like lyrically and themat- you know, thematically, everything adds up. And that stuff's still very exciting. But I'm just not always here for like, like this is just so fucking sugary sweet, mm-hmm. uh, just in terms of like what they do now. And it's it's a little much for me. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Taylor? Where are you at on Ghosts and Para? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I listened to it once. I can't even picture you guys were talking about the song 20s. I can't even picture that in my head. <laughs> this album was fucking in one ear and out the other. Oh, man. You hate to see it, but I mean, this is the direction that they've been going, you know? So it, it, it was, I, I think that this was a step that was anticipated. I knew going in that this was going to be more of a poppy album than even Perkel was. Um, I just wasn't expecting it to be this saccharine, um, <laughs> which is fine. We still got great tracks like Kaiserion and, 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 uh, little call me little sunshine. Um, uh, is it, what's the one? Is it spillways spillways? One, that's another good one. Uh, yeah. I, no, I think there's, there's good tracks on this. Yeah. Uh, good hooks. Um, oh, it's yeah, all it's hooks just, because he has like yeah. fucking, he had like six or seven outside writers helping him write fucking radio <laughs> hits, okay? Everybody he worked with as a writer on this album is very noted for having radio hits. You know what he's aiming for here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's, yeah, again, I, I don't think this is, uh, let's say, top 10 no. But, you know, um, I I do enjoy it. Um, again, I'll play it every now and then around the house. And my wife will be like, why do I feel like I've just entered into an episode of Cobra Kai? And I'm <laughs> like, well, eh, that's just the vibe. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, I don't at the you know, I don't think anyone it's anyone would sort of be. I don't know, offended too much if they listen to it either, unless they're looking to be, you know. Oh, yeah, that's um, another thing that was popping up around the release of this album is everybody mm-hmm. talking about Ghost as the new Satanic Panic. And I'm like, motherfucker, are you, have, are we listening to the same album? Are we looking at the, are we looking at the same stage show? Is anybody yeah. actually, t- like, trying to equate anything Tobias Forge is doing right now to something like fucking Manson was doing in the 90s. Trying to equate those two is just you're trying to manufacture that and it's so mm-hmm. obvious. Please stop. Gotta oh, get boy. those clicks. Yeah, wait wait until wait until next month when I make them listen to the new Wattain album. There you go. Now You want some satanic panic. <laughs> there, that actual satanic panic by the way. Okay, but yeah, yeah. But, so but yeah, like we're rounding, we're winding down the Ghost album. Like we don't hate it. Well, I mean Taylor might. I don't know. <laughs> I can't even say I. I can't even say I hated it. it. Was so, it had so little impact. I couldn't. 
it had so little impact. I honestly, I couldn't fucking hum you a melody from one song Ouch. I heard. Ouch. Ouch. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. It was entirely forgettable was yeah. my, was my impression of and the that, new ghost album on first impression. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely fair. Honestly, like it's, it's not one I'm going to be revisiting as much as, as Perkel or, or Meliora and definitely Opus Eponymous. So yeah, not bad, but you know, this is where we this is where we go this is where you know there's there's a fork in the middle of the road and some of us are going down the other way and mr forge is going to go down another and that's fine (laughs) i'll still listen to your albums i'll still give them a chance but i think that the time of me being uh as drawn to what you were doing kind of kind of passed now it's okay that yeah that happens. Yeah, that it's fine. Happens. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that like yeah. I don't feel that it is it, in any way like him selling out or 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 losing any kind of artistic integrity. It's just what he wants to do as an artist, and I ju- you mm-hmm. know it, it's just honest. Like it, it's just honest, and it's just mm-hmm. not one hundred percent where I'm at. And I think that makes a good uh, little segue to an album that I listened to uh-huh. in March. From uh-huh. an artist that I love, mm-hmm. uh, and that would be the new Charlie XCX album oh. Crash. Uh oh! <laughs> Sounds like that album title might have been indicative. <laughs> Hold on, let me get the vodka. Oh yeah, <laughs> I got you covered, Taylor. Don't worry. Um, I, 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 actually, I think last month we talked a little bit. We touched on the topic of hyperpop, mm-hmm. and um, Charlie XCX, I would say, has a couple of albums that are definitely in that genre, yeah. and uh, she's kind of, I think, perceived a little bit as the queen mm-hmm. of hyperpop, and always making really interesting, wrecked sort of choices in her songs that can be really strange in this sort of pop way. But catchy and effective. Uh, I've been always, I just been a, I just been a huge fan of what what she's been doing, mm-hmm. um, and those elements that make uh, those albums really interesting are pretty much gone on this new album that she has. Mm-hmm. It is uh, exactly what you're saying about Ghost when it comes to. I understand. That you have uh, this new, um, shall we say, palette that you want to work with. It just doesn't appeal to me anymore. Yeah. Um, And, you know, first lesson of this album, that's, I was like, I was like, okay, like you're going for more standard kind of pop sounds. You're trying, it sounds like you're trying to hit more of a, a mainstream appeal here. Um, and I, it's, it's kind of like, I'll, I'll give you the, the benefit of the doubt, but then on, um, repeated lessons, it, it really is just like, oh, this is not doing anything for me. And, um, I'm glad that, you know, as an artist, you have to grow and you have to go different directions and try different things out. Um, but you know, I also got, got a little bummed cause I was really looking forward to this one mm-hmm. and, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's just sort of like, uh, I don't know. Oh, Charlie, why? <laughs> why, why, <laughs> must, why must we go um, this sort of plain, you know, like these plain sort of 
sounds. Yeah, um, like it's, you're just kind of like you're, you're making that stab at basically sounding like everybody else, and it's kind of just yeah. like, yeah, well, I mean, you're okay. I mean, just because you're good at it doesn't mean that that's going to be the thing that I want to hear. Good luck to right. you. And, but. And, and, I, and I think that's a fair point is like I think that, you know, it's very – like there's effort in the album. Yeah. It's not like last month I was talking about Mitski, where I was like, I don't feel any effort in this. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like there is passion in it. It's just, it's just. I think it just comes out a wash, though. You know, it's just, it's just the overall. It's not, not really what I come. You know, when I seek you out, when I yeah, seek your music yeah, out, this is yeah. not what I'm here for. So, um, yeah, that's that. That was a bit of a fair album to me i guess uh almost a whiff but you know hurts hurts when an out when an r's you like just kind of comes out with a ho-hum yeah uh, like like a ho-hum a ho-hum is almost worse than a this is bad yeah because like a ho-hum yeah. it's just like i can't i can't even muster anything for this you know it's right like, wow well, right okay. <laughs> yeah but, um Shall we go on a couple more? Sure, or Taylor, Taylor. Taylor, you got anything that that that, that crossed the playlist uh, in the past month? Uh, nothing new. Nothing new. Nothing new. So anything borrowed yeah. or blue? Or <laughs> no, none of that. I mean, it's. It, I listened to Converge's Jane Doe. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know if I talked about that last time or not. Uh, I don't think you did. No, I don't think so. You mentioned it. You mentioned it uh, for the January yeah. one, but you were going yeah. to do it, but I, I don't think you actually told us of your travels. Yeah, my, so my, my conclusions are uh, that hardcore as a genre n- needs to fucking get over this album already, because yeah, it's a good album, it but that is, no ex- that is no excuse to have ripped off this exact album for the past 21 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is absolutely fair. Holy shit, I listened to this for the first time and all of a sudden I was like, oh my god. I know so all many of, I, I've heard this album 500 times and I this is the first time. <laughs> yeah, I like oh my god. I mean to a, to a certain extent somebody we're going to be talking about here could be seen as a converge like. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. That's not that's Uh-oh. not damning with that's not damning because I do like what I picked, but I listen to it and I'm like, wow, hardcore music hasn't fucking evolved. Yeah, at we're all. we're still doing the same damn thing. There, all the albums are still mixed the same way. Uh, it's a genre. Shit, that, the guy from Converge is is mixing yeah, a lot of them now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why all of these like you go in and everybody's just like, make it sound like Jane Doe, please. I wish I wish for once somebody would come in and just say, make it sound like Nickelback. (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke because that's something that I've had somebody do uh, in my own studio environment. (laughs) Can you make it sound like Nickelback? It's like, well, I'm going to need a $500,000 recording budget. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to need you to play the most boring song imaginable, which I'm sure you've already got covered. Um, uh, so yeah, Jane Doe, good shit. Yeah, Check it out good. if you haven't listened to it, but be prepared to have uh, the whole genre of of two thousands on hardcore ruined for you. Cool. Fair um, enough. I like the new horror album Skin. Um, that is also like for those that don't know that band's name is spelled H O nine nine O nine. 
I was about uh, to say, is this the one with the nines? Yeah, it's the three nines. Oh, um, that one. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of like a hardcore punk noise hip hop outfit. Uh, just really solid put together album that feels real good on the ear holes. Makes you feel like you you got beat upside the head a few times. Uh, a, uh, they got they got some really great guests on this album uh, for a few songs too, like Corey Taylor, Bun B, um, a couple others I think. Um, oh yeah. Had a real good time with that album. It's called Skin. Um, uh, an album I was surprised how much I enjoyed because it's. I feel like whenever I say their name, they um, they get a little bit of a laugh. Uh, but uh, I didn't think this album was a punchline, and I, I liked it. Uh, the new Cypress Hill, Back in Black. I. Um, that album for me, like, is the first five songs are good, and then the last song is good, and then there are four songs, like seven, eight, or like six, seven, eight, and nine are just like, oh boy, these are bad. <laughs> the the kind of songs that make you think maybe this should have been an EP instead. Yeah, like that's what I, that's how I play it. Like I take out this, yeah. I take out the the four songs in the middle that I don't like, and I've just got a nice little succinct six track EP because that that like that album comes out the gate firing. Yeah, it. I think um, I had like little to no expectations with mm-hmm. it. So I didn't I even just... know it was coming. <laughs> um, and uh, because of that, and, and by the way, I'm not like a, uh, uh, yeah, I don't really know too much about Cypress Hill other than the, the one album that oh, everyone Black knows. Yeah, yeah. I um, love Cypress Hill. Uh, like I'm, a, I'm an actual like Cypress Hill fan. I think they're dope as fuck. I just think that when DJ Muggs is not producing, I don't think there's that interesting. Is the thing I saw, I saw a lot of that. I saw a lot of uh, people bemoaning that. Yeah, if you um, go back and you listen to like those first three records, the first four records, and then you go listen to this, there's a very distinct difference. If you listen to Elephant Riders, which is the album prior to this. And then listen to this. It's just like, wow, this is a just it because Cypress Hill is a group that is all about creating a very um, cinematic sound. If you go back and you listen to especially Black Sunday and uh, Temples of Boom, um, those are albums that are very cinematic in scope and they sound it because DJ Muggs production is so layered. It's dusty. It's dirty. It's just mm-hmm. and this is so clean and pristine um, and they're wrapping their asses off over. It. Don't get me wrong. Like there's there's some re- like, like fucking uh, take over and open your mind are just ridiculous. Uh, certified is just like in my head all the time. Um, but. Like, I come to Cypress Hill because I want that whole experience. Uh, I want an album that takes me on a journey from start to finish. And, like, with Black Sunday, Temples of Boom, and, and, and other albums of that nature, um, I think that, that, that that's where I prefer Cypress Hill. Yeah, I, I can see that. And I, I need to, you know, for my own music education, need to, you know, look more into their discography um again it was just sort of like you know you think cypress hill everyone's like insane in the membrane you know um and so you know, I uh, know that was them oh wow is- <laughs> the only cypress hill song i know is how i could just kill a man Damn, yeah well i mean that's 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 a solid joint right there yeah yeah <laughs> um so this this again thinking like i i thought this thing was going to be if anything bad, and, but I, I just sort of was like, oh, 
I'm kind of digging this, but um, you know, uh, you know, it does. I, you're right that about halfway through, it does seem to run out of things to say. Yeah, um, and, and I think know. the production just gets way boring. On um, uh, I, I don't even there's know. A, I don't even know that. Lazy, there's some lazy uh, tracks near the end. Oh um, yeah, I don't even know that uh, I like their 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 come with. I don't even know that I like come with me, which is like uh, uh, their take on Tupac's Hail Mary. Um, oh yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't even know that I like that track that much. But like the original <laughs> hit 'em, uh, Break mm-hmm. of Dawn and Champion Sound are just like the most throwaway tracks on this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I was just surprised by it. Yeah, much like I think that like if yeah. if this is like your first like actual hit of Cypress Hill, like those first five mm-hmm. tracks are going to come out like hitting yeah. real good because this album is sequenced that way. It's just like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. this is the good shit up front. <laughs> And it's also a uh, short album anyway. Yeah, it's like 30 you minutes. Know? Yeah, it's very short anyway. So it doesn't, it never doesn't quite, it doesn't outstay its welcome for me. You know, mm-hmm. it's just sort of like it's in and out. So before I think things could get truly awful, it doesn't, it doesn't get there. It doesn't get um, biscuit bad. Put that on the, no. there's, a, there's a quote that you can put on, that's a quote that you can put on the sticker in the store. Better <laughs> than Limp Biscuit. Better than Limp Biscuit still sucks. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> all right uh, um, uh do you want to go poly or i could uh, go yeah um the new fife dog album uh who uh, oh, yeah. uh yeah. passed a uh, member of a tribe called quest it passed back in 2016 he had he had been working on a solo album at the time and it was mostly finished but there were a lot of legal things holding it up that finally came out i think it's pretty good i liked it um i don't know i need it's- to I don't know that I need it's to give anything. That one another lesson. I don't know that it's anything groundbreaking or anything, but it, it it definitely is like a really good cap to what what was a solid career that unfortunately got cut way too short. Um, yeah, but yeah, I like one, it. I think it's good. One of my favorite singles of last year was in a nutshell. Mm, um, yeah, and I was very happy when it was on this album. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is where it's from. Okay. Yeah, yeah sweet. that's a real that's a real fun song. Yep. Yep. Got a real good uh, 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 ode to Dilla, uh, to Jay Dilla on here, on uh, just called Dear Dilla, which uh, that's a real good mm-hmm. uh, solemn track in the middle. Coming from, you know, somebody that actually just passed too, uh, kind of adds a little extra weight to that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. yeah um, it's just like when you listen to like that, the final Leonard Cohen record that, that, or the final david the bowie david record Bo- the, the david oh. bowie album like literally like that that album still fucks me up so it's like, that album is a hard listen um i think Leonard that's Cohen, the only time polly's actually cried on the album of the year cast yeah that was hard that would that one was a really really fucking hard yeah um, yeah the leonard cohen album was also just like i i gotta listen to this once and just put it away for a few years mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I will say this is a this is a March record that kind of came out late in March, so it skipped over my radar. Uh, I did listen to I did listen again. I this is an album I probably will revisit unlike maybe, uh, you know, the ghost record. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a black metal outfit out of Portland, Maine called Falls of Rauros. <laughs> That's a good name. Who had a new album out. <laughs> Despite the name, they don't sing about J.R.R. Tolkien stuff. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I was wondering. 
there there is only room in my life for one Tolkien metal band, and that is Summoning, who release a new record like every six years. So yeah. yeah. How no, does this album treat you pretty, though? It's pretty good. Um I would I would describe this album as a little more dripped down than prior records. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're one of those black metal bands that likes to involve folk instrumentation in their music, and this is not that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm. It's 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 a a project from isolation, as if you as if you couldn't get out any more isolated <laughs> than living in Portland, Maine. Yeah, like in Portland, Maine, in the middle of a pandemic. Great. Ooh. Yeah, it's cold and we can't go outside for other reasons. We are like the literal definition of isolated. (laughs) That sounds so. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that might be. You might. You might hear me talk about that more later on. Yeah, I I might throw it on the old playlist and give it a shot. Hmm. It's called "Key to a Vanishing Future." Key to a Vanishing Future. Writing that down now. Actually, making the note. Making the note. Hmm. All right. Um, any other any other thing? Any other notable tr- uh, albums for you, uh, PH? Yes. Uh, let me let me just do really quick. Um, lightning round. Very lightning round. Let's go. Uh, all right, let's go. Rosalia, Moto yeah, Mami. This was fun. love it. It's fun. I was very tempted to pick this for March mm-hmm. if I hadn't picked Arca. Mm. Um, it's, you know, it's a little more easier to approach than the Arca record, but it's, you know, it's definitely still kind of in that arena of, uh, we're, we're experimenting with our, with pop music and Latin music. Um, and it's, it's wonderful. This I is just, the kind I, of experimentation. This is the kind of experimentation I want with pop music. It's not like, I, like, mm-hmm. I can't do hyper pop, but what, what is on Moto Mommy is like, yes, this is like what I want more of. Yeah. It's very good. Um, another one that I loved is a, uh, I guess, kind of a folk uh, singer songwriter. I just discovered this person is Aldous Harding. Oh. The name of the al- the, al- the name of the album is Warm Chris. Mm-hmm. Are is anyone familiar? I know Are the you- name. Yeah. Okay. Um, no so idea. This, all right. This this was my first um, time listening uh, to her work. Uh, mm-hmm. I was uh, absolutely uh, in love with this album. Nice. Um, it's it's low key. I would say it reminds me a lot of the freak folk quirk stuff that was going on in early two thousands mm. with like Devanger Banhart, uh, earlier Animal Collective. Um, mm-hmm. It it uh, I guess a little bit of Joanna Newsom, but also like what if anyone familiar with Vashti Bunyan. Um, no. From there, from that, <laughs> um, it, it's from that kind of pool of right. uh, talent that she's drawing. And this album is crazy because she must put on at least six different singing voices for a majority of these tracks. And they're all like, seems like different stories and you don't think it wouldn't work as a whole. It somehow it does. It's like these little short stories that tie together um, in a just really nice way. It, it's it. It's an album that, through repeated listens, has revealed itself more and more because it's not maybe as instant or immediate or as catchy, mm-hmm. but the hooks are actually there. It's just subtle. Right. Um, really, really love this one. Um, let's see. A okay. I just discovered this album this week, and I really like it. 
it was technically released March 31st. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if I need to save it for the next. Uh, I mean, for the you April. can if you if you would rather mm-hmm. take that chance of like maybe nothing hitting you for April. If you would like to hold on to that. Yeah, we can let you do that. Okay. That's fair. That's okay. fair. All okay, right. okay. Because uh, again, it was March thirty first. Most things release on a Friday. This yeah. was a Thursday. Um. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll keep the mystery album. A mystery I'll allow album. it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll allow um, it. <laughs> I, an album that I liked. I haven't really gone back to it, but I, I felt like it was notable. Uh, was a Bibio Sound Machines Electricity. This mm. is a dance album. Um, it's uh, got some stunning killer tracks on it, uh, filled with songs that are not bad, but you know, don't like. Obviously, it's I say the kind of album where the singles were the choices. You know, right? And the rest of the rest of the album's kind of you know supporting the singles uh, in a way. So a little bit of let down, let down in some regards, but I still enjoyed it. So if anyone's looking for kind of a dancey sort of album, Ibio Sound Machine Electricity is worth a go. Um, I'm curious how the new Jenny Havel album is going to hit me. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is an artist that I love. Her new one is called Classic Objects. Um, When I first listened to this album, it had the misfortune of being right after the new Ghost album. Oh. So, yes. So you have uh, two albums that are just uh, oil and water, pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Ghost, which is very uh, loud and hooky and theatrical and got lots of effects, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like going from like a blockbuster to like uh, an art house. Yeah, film. very, ex- um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very expensive mm-hmm. to kind of maybe run down in, in, in very tasteful mm-hmm. ways. Yes. Yeah. And so um, when I first heard it, I wasn't sure mm. uh, i was like oh i'm not feeling this really at all and i i, I really like this artist however uh, I, i've listened to it a few more times and it's starting to open up to me um it seems to be just sort of quiet ruminations um of of her life of just what's been going on lately and i guess you know we look inward you know from these from being in isolation or lockdown um and that being a, a theme over the next oh, few yeah. years, I would say. Absolutely. Um, so I but, think there's like a uh, there's a simpleness about this. This one requires mm-hmm. a special attention. I think it's deceptive. Um, it's one of those albums that I want to believe that if I put enough time in, it's going to pay off. It'll so be. We'll it'll see. eventually be rewarding. You'll get you. We'll get you there. Don't we'll worry. See. We'll see. We'll yeah, get you there. Yeah. All right. Um, I. Oh, I was really disappointed with the new Alex Cameron uh, album, Oxy Music. Uh, Alex Cameron is this, um, I guess, singer-songwriter who kind of has this shtick of being like writing from a perspective of like an 80s rock music has-been who was like the most tasteless, uh, I guess, sort of like gross uh, man child you you could imagine mm-hmm. but like does does the music in a way that is reminiscent of uh like 80s adult contemporary like your your rod stewart's maybe right, right um, yeah. 
And and what what's been fun about his other uh, previous albums is that he he gets to explore by putting on this character. He gets to kind of explore issues of like, you know, toxic masculinity um, and just like weird, tasteless things that will come out in his lyrics that are. I don't know. I'm like, did you just sing about a seagull shitting on you in a love duet? You know, <laughs> just like really, really just offbeat uh, black humor, I guess. Right, right, uh, right, right, right. But but so, will somehow end up making songs that are can can be like genuinely moving as well. Uh, I was really looking forward to his, his new one. There's only like two songs that I that I really love on it, but the rest of it, unfortunately, I'm starting to wonder if we're running out of ideas. Mm. Um, so, sorry, Mr. Cameron. Um, and all right, so when I organize my my lists, um, I I like to have uh, I I organize it by loved, liked, fair, and whiff. Um, I listened to this one album and it opened up a new category. It created a new category. Are y'all ready? That category is called pain. Oh, um, oh, okay. So I listened to the new Weezer EP. <sighs> oh God. S-Z-N-Z, which I believe is supposed to be a clever way of saying seasons. Seasons. Yeah, they're doing four of these damn things. Yep. Based on Vivaldi uh, seasons. It's yeah. all it's all a theme. I, I have uh, a I have an immediate reaction just from uh, what you've said right here. <laughs> What's that? Tear Garden by Kaleidoscope. Mm. Oh. Okay. I do not know this. I don't know this. Do I need to look this up? <laughs> no, you don't. Not unless you like modern Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, okay. Not, okay. Not uh, not a place I think anybody wants to go. <laughs> <laughs> so my relationship with Weezer is... This is what happened. This, this is what happened. Uh, I, I think I got too close to Weezer. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> so... Um, we were talking a little bit earlier. I don't know if this is going to be in the, when we were talking about Weezer earlier, I don't know if, you know, how much of that's going to be in this section, but I'll say that like a lot of people, uh, blue album is like, is, is just the cherished album, right? The, the, the kind of the perfect, uh, power pop rock. Yeah, album. Like it, it is like I, that record's nearly flawless. Yes. And, so I felt like that for years with that album. Um, and I realized that Weezer kept on coming out with just looked like just bomb after bomb after bomb of records. And I have a really good friend whose favorite band is Weezer. And so it must be pain I, to add for your favorite <laughs> band to be Weezer. I can't imagine what that's like. Oh, it, I'm starting to I'm starting to understand how that's like. So it's I told a, it's a I, fucking sonic cycle, but with a music group. It's so true. That is so, so true. Um, so I, I, I told my friend, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to listen to, this was a couple of years ago. I'm going to listen to every Weezer album because I want to, I just, I want to know. I don't want to know what it's like. So I felt like I was a researcher, a scientist, and uh, Weezer was like my, 
you know, the, the, the thing that's in the cage that I'm going to study. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I got too close. I think I got too close with Weezer. It went from I, being a scientific study to you are like the new verse in Everlast song called What It's Like. Yeah. Somebody, um, somebody will get have, that. How does this band have five self-titled albums? I mean, they're they, all the colors. They're, they're colors. all the colors. You yeah. Know? Red, white, black, blue, and green. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Gosh. I'm Yeah, those <laughs> are teal. It. Oh yeah, oh. that's the covers one. Yeah, that's the covers one. So, um, what? That's that was an interesting journey because I thought they were all going to be bombs. Turns out they're not all bombs. Like there are they they have released a good record uh, here and there. Um, and I started to give Weezer the benefit of the doubt. I started to build up goodwill with Weezer on each release and, and like understanding that. Uh, I think they're all just trying to come from this good place of just making good pop music. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I listened to this EP and I felt like they just set a forest fire (laughs) to that goodwill (laughs) that I had just built with this man. Never Um, trust Rivers Cuomo. You just cannot trust Rivers Cuomo. No. And I, and I texted my friend. I was like, Oh, is this what it's like? And he's just like, welcome to the club. Like it's, this distressed me. This album, <laughs> physically, I was ill. And I'm not trying to say that in an over-the-top way. I'm being just, I'm being absolutely forward with y'all. Like, I was, like, hurting because of this album. I was like, no, what are we doing? Uh, so it's based on Vivaldi's uh, Four Seasons. We're just doing the spring section. Your first song... Um, Okay, for, for 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 people who need a refresher on Vivaldi, uh, there's a very very famous banger that Vivaldi made uh, uh, wrote, and that was Hopefully, you everyone should know that from cartoons or something. Um, or so that uh, so that melody for for now is always going to be ruined for me because um, the, the Weezer what they did is they for the first song is they borrow that and uh, the the immortal lyric now is Shakespeare makes me happy Shakespeare makes me happy I so die. happy I want to die I want to <laughs> die I haven't heard this song and I already want to fucking die. Oh, it's it's painful. It's really, really painful. And now anytime I hear Vivaldi, guess what I'm going to be hearing? Rivers singing that line. So um, there are also a couple songs on this album that take me back to being like eight years old and going to like a Christian summer camp. For oh, the week. <laughs> God, what the fuck? But, yeah, there's a there's a song about angels like we're angels and we're going to take the day off because it's it's stressful being under the thumb of God, you know? So we're going to grab some Coke and fries and have some fun. Um, there's another song, um, about the garden of Eden, uh, where, uh, rivers is talking about, uh, being in a place that hasn't made him feel that good since Velcro sneakers came along. um, which is such just a bizarre thing to say uh, 
I'm not trying to hate on anyone out there who likes their Velcro sneakers. No, enjoy. Just, like, who wants to tie <laughs> shoes? It's annoying, right? I'm all for making everything convenient. It is annoying, but it's just like, I liked, I, I wore Velcros when I was like little, you know? Like, when I was too, literally <laughs> three and four years old. <laughs> right. Um, there's this other song called A Little Bit of Love. And when you hear the instrumental of this, it's like it could be for a prescription drug commercial. Like oh, there no. was, yeah, yeah. It's just got that. It's kind of got that really like sweet, upbeat sort of sounding acoustic thing going on, right? And and I felt like any any time during that song, we're we're suddenly gonna get like that voice that always is be like, uh, "Don't take this drug if you have uh, headaches, hallucinations, uh, anal bleeding, uh, propibism." You know, like like just like the side effects of the of the drug. Like that's. This is how this uh, that song sounds. More than sixty percent uh, of Americans experience anal leakage daily. <laughs> and it wouldn't be out of place if I, heard, you know, <laughs> I could hear that um, something like that exactly. So, um, and uh, yeah, I just at the end of the day, I don't know why this album is here or or who it's for, or what it's for. Uh, I can't imagine classical music lovers being like, I just love what Weezer is doing with Vivaldi and, and bringing it to the masses and to the children. And, and you know, and I, and I can't imagine children, you know, being like Rivers gets us because Shakespeare does make us happy because nothing makes us more happier than the fucking tragic stories of Hamlet and Romeo and Juliet. Which mm. I quote, which he references in the song as plays that make him happy. Um, mm. But I just don't want to speak for all the children out there. Um, that being said, I looked over on the on the Weezer subreddit, and it looks like there are some fans of this record. So, God fucking bless them. They can, they can have it. I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is that a roundup? Is that? Sorry, I got in a rant there, but. Woo. Is that the month? That, is that the month that was? Or the well, tell the month that wasn't, because we will be talking about the month that was, um, when when we talk about our picks. But yeah, are, are we kind of done? <laughs> yes, I, yes, we're done. I'm All good. Right. I need to. I need to take a drink of water. After yeah, that. you do that. You do that, <laughs> Taylor. Um, Taylor, why don't you do us a big favor uh, and and help get us started? What was what was the March? 2022 album that 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 grabbed you the most what was the one that made you sit up straight and go holy shit i gotta talk about that on a podcast all right so the album i went with is this world is going to ruin you by a vain fm oh oh man that's a great i love this album title by the way it's just like yeah that's the most relatable album title ever yeah so vain fm formerly known as just vain mm-hmm. uh is a i don't what what would you say was this grindcore hardcore what it's, would you call it? i think it's i think it's a combination because i do think that like they have tracks that are very grindcore that are like you know 30 seconds to a minute long and are just blasts of energy to the face but they've also got more like hardcore kind of like more nuanced uh, things going on that's especially true on uh, this album um which is still about the length of Error Zone, really, but it's just uh, this one's structured about a bit. Five minutes longer. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> um, 
So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's structured a bit different. There's a, a couple of bobs and weebs on this album um, that people maybe be, weren't expecting. And it doesn't sound like they were very welcome either, because everybody I've talked to <laughs> uh, that liked Error Zone does not like any parts of this album where they dared to slow down a little bit and take the volume down. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think those people are just being stupid. Yeah, yeah. I think they're just being <laughs> big babies. You gotta, you gotta allow artists room to to <laughs> to express themselves. And I don't think that like air, like I don't think that you could only expect another Arizona out of this band. Or I would have been really bored by this record. I think. Yeah, I mean, I just think to, I think to myself, you know, yeah, you know what happens when you make a when you make error zone over and over again. <laughs> Everybody stops listening to you because we've heard Error Zone already. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, so, just, yeah keep make, just keep a... making Error Zone and changing the color of the eye on the cover. That's all you gotta do. Just be like Weezer. Yeah. Just call it Error. Just have, <laughs> just have your own suite of Error Zones. Yeah. So now this, I I would say I didn't feel like this was the hugest departure from Error Zone on the planet. No, not at all. Like I was, I was stunned when somebody t- when I was reading about this yesterday, and I found out there's a turntablist in the band now, and I'm like, really, where? It's very hit. Like I, I, you can hear it in a couple of tracks, but it's very buried. Yeah. So you know, there's there's that aspect. There's a little more of a. I would say that they've uh, expanded their horizons a little bit to include some more. You know, a, a little bit more of like a noisy, sampley type thing, which I guess is maybe where the turntablist is also yeah. coming in. Yeah. But yeah. yes, there there are there are moments of you know, God forbid, there's clean singing. Yeah, there's a little bit of clean singing on this album. And there's you know, there's songs that change tempos every once in a while, which I was very happy with. Like like the first time you got like a, a nice little tempo change in the middle of a song, I was like, oh, ooh, okay, okay. Let's let's add some more nuance to this on the next record. Like this album honestly just made me more excited for what they're doing next. Yeah, it'll be it'll be curious to see where they go from here, uh especially cuz you know, they are getting they're a band that's getting more and more buzz yeah. as the years go on. Mm-hmm. Uh the more they, you know, tour with bands that are, you know, more popular than they are. Yeah. Yeah. They're one of those bands one of these days they started off as the first of three openers for one type of hardcore band, and soon they'll be headlining their own considerably smaller scale tours. <laughs> yep, yep. I was also, I was also, I was also psyched to see that Jeff Rickley uh, made an appearance on this album of Thursday. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. I'm a big fan of Thursday, and I think the track, like that track that he is on, is my favorite on the album too. Um, well, guess well, guess what track I'm picking? <laughs> <laughs> it's but, um, fear and, and fiction. Yeah, yeah. Like, but but I've not heard anything from Mr. Rickley in a number of years. Uh, like, and and like, and people I think only know him from Thursday. Don't know that he has his own like hardcore slash grindcore band, United Nations, um, that did mm. a lot of really wild and out there crazy stuff that is just so far removed from what you know him for that. Uh, you can be forgiven for not knowing that. Oh, he's in United Nations. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, there's a. It's a good. Uh, it's a really good. It's a breezy listen. Uh, but it's definitely not like how Error Zone was. 
all like all cylinders firing all the time. Mm. Yeah, like that album uh, did was, not let up for a second. Yes, it it did not it did not let up for this single solitary second because it was only 27 minutes long and it's like yeah we're cramming all of it into 27 minutes this one has an extra five minutes of breathing time yeah you, PH. <laughs> but it's so- uh, what did you think of oh. uh vain fm's this world will ruin you i think taylor were you about to finish something oh yeah or- it, it cut out for me so i i didn't catch oh. that okay i was gonna say it's still but you know you still have you know Several songs that are far short of a minute and a half long. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's not, it's not like they turned into dream theater overnight or anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think I'm a lot more down on this album than mm-hmm. you are. You, you both of you are, um, and that's because I always, I always feel cheated by it. Oh um, yeah, yeah, How yeah. So? I just I, uh, I. I think like its initial opening run is very good uh, from, I guess, like the, the opener to uh, Fear Nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I don't, I, the impression, like the album sort of just, it doesn't stick to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's because things are maxed out in a way that come across more forced um, than uh, the way they do in Arizona. Um, Arizona is an album where it's it's very to me anyway it's 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 they know how to work within their means mm-hmm. of 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 the of the song lengths and they know to how to um everything seems precisely where it's supposed to be to kind of catch your ear give you a groove and and on this album um it, it feels like we're trying to be uh a lot bigger um uh like we have a little bit more of a budget this time around oh yeah and we're trying we're trying to like really just cram even more in at you but it ends up sort of falling off for me um where i i i I just it doesn't it doesn't really hit me the way i don't know i think is engaging i guess it sounds um, like it's a lack of consistency for you yeah um i mean i like the deeper cut like like uh, you know there's a cool like magazine beach has yeah, got a magazine cool beaches. thing going on yeah and, and i like hell night mm-hmm. um i think i think that one's good uh but the thing is is they give you these really short kind of like blah, like uh feelings that kind of gets to a vibe that I think sort of repeats itself. Mm. Like I've already, I've already gotten on, on my first, first sort of, you know, 40% of this album. And now we're just, we're going to this vibe. And then when it slows down to do the emotional, the more emotional track at the end, I think funeral, funeral, funeral sound. Um, it, which is a much longer song. Yeah, it's like you know, seven it's, minutes. It's a huge. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's it's like it's a like funeral. A fifth of the running time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a funeral little dirge or whatever. Um, it that's supposed to be like this big emotional moment where it's all supposed to pay off. I, I think is what they were aiming for, but mm. it 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 whiffs for me. Mm. Um, it doesn't. It it the transition into it doesn't work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I'm into it as a song by itself either. Mm-hmm. Is that is no, that I got fair? You. I, I, <laughs> I understand like, like mm-hmm. the, 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 like why this album doesn't, isn't hitting people the way that uh, it may have mm-hmm. necessarily hit me. Like I, like I completely understand the criticisms. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll be here to, to see where they go from here and see maybe if they put a little bit more foreplay into these songs, I think I would enjoy them a lot more. <laughs> um, and I don't have, it's weird because I don't really have that problem with Arizona. I think Arizona is really tight and yeah. well done and yeah. very, it, it's lean, but it's mean. And it's like, it, it cuts to the point where it, it just, it's constantly, you know, giving you, uh, little dopamine rushes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, this this one, um, it, it just seems like we're trying to do a lot in this time, but it ends up not working. And mm. if they maybe if they had let some things breathe out a little bit more or built up a little bit more, I, I think that problem would have probably gone away for me. So, right. yeah, that's you know that's that's my thoughts. Sorry, don't want to be Debbie Downer, but. Um, no, it's okay. I threw your album yeah. under the bus last month. You're allowed to throw somebody's album under the bus this month. That's how these work, right? That's how that works. Yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Like I'm with Taylor though. I like this album a lot. I think it like it it did the trick for me. Like the, it was almost my album for the month. If it wouldn't have been Taylor's, <laughs> it, this was one of those. Yeah, this probably could have been it. Um. For mm-hmm. Me. So yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh. But uh, what track are you going with, Taylor? Uh, I'm gonna go with fear and nonfiction. <laughs> Hell yeah! Now we are 
Well, wasn't that a pleasant slice of grind? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? This makes you feel real nice. Just a nice little pillowy mounds of grind core all up in your eardrums. Feels real good. There's good grind in life. There is. Not all. Not all, not all of it, right? No. Not, not all life is, is bad grind. There's no. good grind, too. There's good grind. There's good grind. I'm not all about that rise and grind, but I am all about, you know, I'm all about some vain FM grind. We'll get... We'll take that any day. All right, Taylor, who are you throwing? I'll throw it. Uh, I'll throw it to Psychic Heist because we're going to stay on this sort of punky trend for now. Oh, is that what we're going to do? Yep. All righty. All righty. Psychic Heist, please tell us what, what was your album of March 2022? My favorite album of March 2022 goes to Soul Glow. Name of their album Dysapora Problems. Mm-hmm. This album is fucking tops. <laughs> That's all I got. Here's your song. Gold Chain Punk, Who Gonna Beat My Ass? Who Gonna Beat My Ass?
my god. This is an album where, and I mean this in the best possible way, it was so aggressive, unrelenting, loud, and chaotic that I honestly felt like I came out the other side of an ass beating <laughs> the first time I listened to it. Would you say that it was a spiritual level of gang shit? It was a spiritual level of gang. This game's this this, this fucking this, album's it, got this album's got track titles, man. I love all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this this album is spiritual level of gang shit. It is uh, it is a revival, you know, for oh, my soul. God, it <laughs> just it woke me the fuck up. Like yes, because I like heard. That's, Oh, go, you go. I'd heard some of their previous recordings and they were like kind of more lo-fi and you didn't really get that intensity just because of the way that they were recorded. And mm-hmm. then, okay, now they're signed to Epitaph. So they've got, you know, a budget now. So going into this, it's like, oh my God. Like I'm sitting <laughs> yeah. there, like the first track kicks in, that jangly guitar starts and they launch it. Caleb, Caleb, Caleb. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, what's going on? <laughs> And it's just um, that way the whole time this mm, album just doesn't mm. stop. Yep. This this album is the beating the beating you didn't think you needed, but you needed it. Oh um, god, yeah. So, uh I'm going to need uh some of y'all's help uh on this mm-hmm. uh because uh when it comes in the ways of like say punk music, mm-hmm. I'm actually pretty weak. I'm pretty weak yeah. there. Okay. Um, okay. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty weak. So, maybe after the show I can get rec- recommendations. Gotcha. Like I've li- I've I've listened to like the first two Misfits, uh, yeah. Black Flag. Yeah. Uh, my wife has been sending me some Bad Brains. And Bad Minor Brains Fred. is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. And the same thing goes for uh, the other genres that this uh, album likes to pull from, like the hardcore and screamo. Oh God, uh, yeah. Scenes. Um. So because of this deficiency, I feel a little uncomfortable making this statement, but I'm going to make it anyway because my gut wants to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the way th- how this album is cleverly fusing those genres along with uh, uh, hip hop and even has a little bit of death metal. Here yeah, like this, um, this thing covers so moment, much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, <sighs> To me, this album feels very fresh for the hardcore punk genre as a whole at the moment. And it's very similar to the feeling I had about what Code Orange's Underneath Mm -hmm. did for the metal genre. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. Like, this was just instantly... Like, I've heard a lot of punk albums, and a lot of them honestly go (laughs) in one ear and out the other. This lit a fire under my ass in a way that I was just not expecting. I was just completely enthralled the whole time. And every time I revisit it, it's just like... It gets better. Yeah, it does. It really does. Mm -hmm. Every listen to this album, it's just like, it gets better and better and better. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Um, yes so I'm, I'm glad that I'm, I'm glad i'm not being unreasonable there because no. i feel like that's a big claim to say but you know no it, i think you're absolutely right and i think yeah. that if you look at a lot of the the, the writing uh, surrounding this album and the media right now like there's a lot of that same excitement of where did these guys come from mm-hmm. holy yeah. shit this yeah. is wild yeah so yeah, no. oh, punk rock has been in kind of a Punk rock has is sort of perpetually in a doldrums, and every once in a decade or so, you get a period of excitement. Yeah, 
Like there was a a a snub from my album of the listening, my album of the listening club. That's wonderful. That's fine. My album of the year picks. My album of the year picks had a snub from an Australian punk band called Amel and the Sniffers, who are oh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah and, I've, I've uh, them. Hands off Gretel was pretty Hands good Gretel's too. Hands off Gretel's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you get you get to this issue. You, you know, I talked about Jane Doe. You think fucking hardcore music doesn't evolve? <laughs> oh, I'm. Sh- oh, I could. Yeah, uh, my experiences of listening to punk music through friends. I, there, there is there is something like where. I know the template, so to speak, you know, yeah, like, yeah. OK, yeah. And it looks like they've been work. I guess they've been working with that template for a while. Yeah. Um, called, do you do you want to do you want to sound like the Ramones? Yeah. Or would you <laughs> rather sound or perhaps you would rather sound like GBH? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, I almost said dead Kennedys. And then I thought to myself, wait, the dead Kennedys were way more fucking creative than yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, Soul Glow, uh, it, people couldn't tell. It's a hardcore punk band from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a lot of people, this was my first album that I've heard from them. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't wait to listen to how they built up to this. Yeah, the like older the previous- EPs are worth mm-hmm. checking out. They don't mm-hmm. have this kind of production. So you are, I don't, oh, yeah, know, that, okay. I don't know that it's going right. to slam you in the face as good as this one does. This so one. just kind of beware. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they don't in. have that epitaph budget. Not yet. yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, this album is like a volcanic eruption. It's like 30 minute, 39 minutes of uh, being thrown into like an infinite combo in a fighting game or being attacked by like ravenous wolverines because um, it doesn't really take a breather. And like when you do get a chance to breathe, it's like there's some little interludes here and there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that they actually I think kind of a smart move is they they'll they'll throw you like a straight up uh, genre switch. Yep. Uh, with the song Dripponomics. Dripponomics. Uh, yeah. But that kind of ends up still being a, a banger in its own right. Oh, hell yeah. Like yeah. just because there's like just because they're not like look, just because this album isn't 100 percent like hardcore fucking punk the whole time doesn't mean that those songs that like. Are, are, are diverging from that are, don't still fucking hit <laughs> right it's, and, and of course and that kind of also goes into the final song uh, spiritual level gang shit mm-hmm. um, where it starts out as like a smooth funk jam yeah and, you know the, the first kind of the first sort of uh, first couple of lessons I listened I was like oh is this the song that's not gonna work for me but like oh um, no I see what you're doing because it. Yeah. it ends up into a great like yeah. rallying war cry hell yeah um, so uh, and, you know, what makes it so fucking throttling isn't just because of the instrumentation, uh, but it's just the vocalist, Pierce oh, Jordan, Pierce Jordan, just, oh. just firing on all cylinders, delivering like 200 words a second. This dude just is rattling like, off lyrics, shouting and screaming and screeching and, and it, growling <laughs> to me like. It sounds like a fit of desperation from someone who is afraid they're about to die at any moment and needs to get everything out. And yes, you need to if you listen to this album, do so with the lyrics. Uh, I think the lyrics are a very crucial part of this experience Mm -hmm. because this album is very much about that paranoia of being a black person. uh, Mm. And and, and this is an album that speaks for the times right now. It's, it's such a raw and honest and potent shot of what being black in this world feels like viewed through this ridiculously chaotic and unsettling lens. And it's just like, 
Do you like? Don't think this guy's just screaming his head off and there's nothing to it. Like he's saying a lot of shit, and he's it, getting a lot off his chest. There, um, and it's just like yep. it's very powerful. This album left me mm-hmm. flattened afterward. Um, yeah. In a lot, and like I would compare the way that like this album left me a lot to the same way that when I first listened to Chelsea Wolfe's His Spun, in that mm-hmm. I felt bowled over by everything I just experienced in this last 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> and I need to recollect myself because there's a lot going on here and it all needs to be unpacked and re-examined. Um, mm-hmm. And this is just like, man, this album just caught me fucking out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. It, so to to those who wish to listen to this, and I highly recommend, you know, even if it's a genre you're maybe scared of, don't be. Um you, you might get a little exhausted, but yeah, push through. Um, it's it's because because when you get up to speed with the album, and like Polly said, uh, I did the same thing. Once I got to reading the lyrics, it opened up a lot more. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, when I got more up to speed of what the songs were doing, you start to really appreciate the construction of the songs of you know of how I guess they're on average length of like maybe three to three and a half minutes, mm-hmm. but they're they're, they they like to throw twists and turns and change ups a plenty. They're, so they're, nothing... they're exciting compositions. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Nothing ever feels like it's being like too uh, repetitive. Yeah. Um, Taylor, I, what were your thoughts? Oh, I thought this album was really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. like uh, I, I don't. You know, I I was really into punk rock as a younger person, and Mm -hmm. then I sort of fell out of it because, uh, Jesus Christ, there's so few new punk rock that's worth fucking listening to. Yeah, yeah. But this one was really good. It was a, it's a great adrenaline burst, and it's very, you know, raw and guttural and comes from a very real place. It's the punkest thing I've heard in a long ass yeah, time. Like that is exactly how oh, yeah. I would describe it. Like, like of all the punk that I've heard and I've just been completely unimpressed by over the last 10 years. This is the time. This is like the one time I've been like, holy shit. Like somebody gets it. Somebody gets like what this is Hell supposed yeah. to be, what this is supposed to be doing, the force that this is supposed to have. Very exciting album. I just love the fucking piss out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. a good album. Awesome. Uh, well, I think the track I want to go with. <laughs> I already played uh, it. <laughs> when you when you said to play it the first, I was like, fuck it. Put it there. We'll front load it because that's how exciting this is. <laughs> well, that's a that's a brilliant move. That's a brilliant move. I like that. I like that choice. Yeah, like um, you said it. I'm just like, that's how I'm editing it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well enjoy those flurry of kicks and please just check out disapora problems it might break all your bones it might beat your brains in uh it might just absolutely like polly said flatten you but you're gonna end up stronger yeah like you're maybe you'll come away understanding a little more about like what actual punk rock is kind of supposed to be doing and saying and like the power that that kind of music actually has well, All right. what you mean? You mean that punk rock's not supposed to be uh, songs about fucking goats? Are you telling me <laughs> the Machine Gun Kelly is not the most punk thing that you've heard 
All year? Oh, oh. That, that that limp dick pussy isn't punk, and I don't give a <laughs> shit what anyone the says. The dude got waxed so hard by Eminem that he literally <laughs> left his genre because he couldn't. He was like, you're done. Eminem literally <laughs> killed his rap career. He's basically, he's basically, he's basically Kid Rock. He got kicked out of yeah. the second worst kind of music, rap metal, into the worst kind of music, pop country. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's literally the same trajectory. <laughs> uh, no, I was, I was making a joke about No Effects. Yeah, No Effects. No Effects is the shittiest fucking band They're in history. Fucking terrible. I hate them. <laughs> I have no. I've probably maybe heard it in. Uh, Maybe you've heard No Effects through through friends, but I I couldn't tell you anything about No Effects. I just remember very, a lot of T shirts and stuff in high school. My favorite, um, my favorite, my favorite mainstreamy kind of punk bands are probably uh, Pennywise and Green Day. I think. Okay. Rancid. Well, no, Rancid, I Green Day. Rancid. I know Green Day. Yeah, Rancid is fantastic too. I know a little Rancid. Okay, I, I didn't think about those. Yeah. Oh, I know. I probably know a little bit more than I give myself credit. Go give a uh, give give a few uh, Pennywise albums a shot. I think Will that do. might. All right. Okay, Polly. Yo! I think I think we've got a a really special special artist. Special here. artist. Well, well, maybe maybe we do. Maybe we do for for my for my album uh, of March twenty twenty two. Uh, some, some may remember that a few years ago, I gave Denzel Curry's Taboo my Album of the Year award, and at the time, I got a lot of blank stares from people that listened to that episode, because I don't think anybody knew who he was at that point. Uh, at yeah, least I, I sure as hell didn't, I, I, and I was on that episode. I learned Denzel Curry through you. Yeah, that, and, and yeah. I said on that show, um, that it... Give this guy a few years and more people are going to be talking about him. He is going to blow up in a way like he I don't know that he's going to become like the next Kendrick Lamar and the next Jay-Z or anything. But this guy is going to be a very important figure uh, in, in, in the rap world. And I think that that's largely turned out to be pretty true. Uh, I think that when you listen to Zoo and the, the buzz he got off of that, the album he did with Kenny Beats Unlocked, that got some that mm. got some play as well. Um I think that like and, and and like he he's done a lot of other stuff beyond that. Like he did a really amazing Rage Against the Machine cover. Oh uh, 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 yeah, I th- I think that kind of that I really think that was what, the moment that kind of exploded him. Yeah, that's yeah. what shot him to the mainstream is when he covered Bulls on Parade, um, and that it was just really really good. Um, so yeah, my album of 20, March 2022 is the new Denzel Curry album, Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. Uh, I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. He just kind of announced it like two weeks prior, you know, to it actually mm-hmm. dropping. So it was just like, you don't have to wait too long. But, you know, you're sitting there the whole time just like, you. he's been talking about something big he's been working on over the last two or three years while he was working on these other projects. And it's just like finally seeing the culmination of what that was that he was talking about. Um, so, um, yeah, and, and, and then finally to culminate with this new album, Melt My Eyes, See Your Future, which um, is a much more 
laid back Denzel Curry. Uh, I think yeah. that people were expecting uh, this album. This album, I feel almost it's like you could say this album almost fell out of the '90s hip hop scene with how with the way it's produced in a lot of ways. Uh, but it's got just enough of a modern touch there to kind of bring it up to date. So it's not like he's not like making a throwback record here it's just there's a lot of clear 90s influence going into this album's production and the beats that he chose um and and it's much more of like dusty and kind of sounds a little worn whereas his previous material sounds very clean it's very upbeat it's bright it's got a lot of like bright chords in it um and, and, and he's typically, like, a, a, a lot of people know him for being really, really hype. Um, you know, like, just rapping his ass off a mile a minute, getting real into it, just vocalizing that excitement. Uh, and this is a real laid-back album. Um, I think a lot of... And I think a lot of the press around this album, they keep hyping it up as his, like, mature album. Um, and I think that <laughs> it's largely due to that toned-down, quiet, uh, contemplative production style. Um, mm-hmm. but like, I don't it's think a little that, misplaced. I, I think it's a, misplaced because yeah. I, I think that if you go back and you listen to all of his albums, starting with nostalgic 64 and Imperial, like which were recorded when he was a teenager, there's still a lot of, of that similar maturity. It's not quite as refined yet, obviously, but his want to be a rapper that can rap his ass off while also saying something substantial. It's always been there. So, yeah. like, I don't know why, like, like everyone's like, this is the album where he finally got mature, when it's just like, what are, what That's albums like, have you been listening I to? Know. I like, have what, you did you skip the, yeah, did you skip the first opening track to Taboo? I mean, like, I mean like, that, Taboo, like, the first song of Taboo was literally him telling the story about being sexually molested. Mm, um, yeah. And it's just like what are you people on? Like, and, I, and it's just like, okay, yeah, sure. This is the mature one though. Um, mm. But um, I think this, this album, like in, in a sharp contrast to his other material is intensely self-reflective. Uh, it's self-indicting. Uh, he comes at himself a lot on this album, um, but he also carries all of that, like, with a lot of hope looking forward. This is a recovery album uh, for him um, Mm -hmm. with a lot of the things that, like, he just lays it out on the opening track. Like, this is, you know, this is me trying to right my wrongs. I've made a lot of bad choices over the last few years, and I'm just kind of like, this is me trying to work through that in a musical way to to sort of take you on that journey with me as best I can while I try to be a better person. and I think that those stories are always they always come across really well um, in music, especially when you have really good storytellers and lyricists like Denzel Curry, you know, being the ones to frame those stories. Um, I think that like the way I would explain it is I think like if if you were to take a coin and it'd be like accessible, like like personal statements i think that this would be one side of the coin this would be the accessible side and if you flip the other side of the coin i think you get last year's jpeg mafia album where i I think they're both kind of approaching this 
like very personal statement from different you know, from different angles like one's you know just a lot more harsh a lot more artsy and then the denzel curry record is a lot more conventional uh a lot more uh just straight up hip-hop trying to you know hone mm. that skill even more and use that skill to express himself and and to free himself from the things that have that he's you know very uh, like you know he doesn't blame anybody uh, but himself. He's like you know I'm the one that made all these choices that put myself in these bad situations, um, and it's just a lot of fucking personal accountability on this album that really mm-hmm. took me by surprise. It's like you, you only need to listen to the opening track of the album to get what it's about. Like in that very you know yeah. like melt session number one, he's telling you everything that he's gone through and how he wants to approach it. Like the rest of the album, kind of like unravels all that in just really stunning fashion with like the production and the lyrics all coalescing into this nice mixture of a very personal um and profound personal statement like i think like the line that best sums everything up is like i'm killing off my demons because my soul's worth redeeming Mm -hmm. like i think that like the the perfect line to really just kind of to, to, to sum everything up and like and the rest of the album this paints a really good picture of someone going through the process of getting their head on straight and making right the wrongs that they've done to others but it's also an album that doesn't forget to have a lot of fun like it's still like a denzel curry record it's still very witty he is a very mm-hmm. captivating lyricist that just like uh, th- my favorite line of the album is literally Run the jewels, cause I kill a mic on any LP. Yeah, oh, I love that. What? It's so yeah. good. I yeah. I don't ever do this, but the first time I heard that line, I had to run it back. Did he just? <laughs> oh my god! Run the jewels, cause I kill a mic on any LP. Son of a bitch! That's next level. He also compares himself to Naruto in Sage Mode at one point. And that's something I always love, is that he wears those inspirations on his sleeve. Like, literally, yeah. like, three seconds into into the album Zoo, he's made... He's compared himself to Majin Buu. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, like... I love that he's able to convey... Like, I think that makes his material more relatable. I think, like, sitting there and trying to be, like, over-philosophical about it... Philosophical? Is that the word? No, that can't yeah. be the word. But trying to just be, like... Use, but trying to be over-philosophical for, about it. Trying to be real precious about it. But, like, maybe, like, tying it to these, like, Dragon Ball Z analogies and shit... <laughs> makes it feel like more relatable to people that he's trying to reach people of his generation that may need to hear what he's saying uh and him couching it in those little metaphors that are uh you know maybe not the most elegant and may not make a lot of sense to people who don't know anime and stuff like the things that he's going for on this record just thematically just like they hit like a ton of bricks and it's a really really damn profound personal statement of an album ph what do you think um, this album was a relief uh, for me because last year Denzel had some tracks that I was mm. like, uh oh, uh oh. There was a really bad rock track that he released that I was just there like, there was a bad tra- rock what track. What are you doing, Mr. Curry? Yeah, uh, there, and it was like a bad track and a lot of so so tracks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was a little, I was like, oh, is, has has the talent been squandered? Yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> But no, um, this album 
Uh, it, it's, it's, it's to be fair, I've been a very sleepy year for me so far when it comes to hip hop and rap. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it, so it's kind of when I say this is, this is our best, um, rap album, you know, in our first quarter of the year. Yeah. Um, easily. You know, I, 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 again, it's almost like that's a too, too easy of a statement to make, but <laughs> it, I, um, I, uh, I love the introspection on the album. I, I I think it's very good at charting like how how to how to make yourself like you want to be a better person, and that's what Denzel wants. He wants to be a better person. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't yeah. feel inaccessible. Like he's approaching it in ways that I think anybody can look at and go, "Yeah, I want to be a better person too." Yeah, and, and he's it not. It's not complicated. It yeah, it's not ham-fisted or phony feeling no. or like too, no, it's 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 very human uh and relatable. Um uh I I do have I guess a, a few critiques of it uh as n- not the message but as as the album. Like now I'm looking at the album objectively. Mm-hmm. Um and I I think that after the first 5 tracks or so uh, the album kind of hits a little bit of a ceiling for me because hmm. um, there's just parts in the album where there's this, this he builds a really nice vibe and energy, uh, but that, but when we get to the second half, like 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 the it's a little more wobbly. It's not as strong. Yeah, yeah, I think when you get to the the, the the shorter tracks like the smell of death and Sanjuro, I think those are kind mm-hmm. of the weakest moments on the album, and they're only like a minute and a half and two minutes a piece. But yeah, that's what I want to stress is like, yeah. um, even though the the middle section kind of gets a little lost in the sauce uh, or meanders, mm-hmm. it doesn't stop the album dead in the water. No, um, and um. But I would say uh, the song X-Wing, yeah. right? Um, I first initially was just blown away by how beautiful the beat is mm-hmm. on, on the production, how, it's, how that album sounds. Uh, unfortunately, the vocal effect for the hook, and I, I like the hook, yeah. but the vocal effect on the chorus takes me out of the song. Yeah. It sounds a, it's a little too much like E.T., yeah. to me like he's and like i i saw an interview where he talked mm-hmm. specifically about that hook and mm-hmm. it's not the effect it's doing it to his he's actually doing that himself he said he just Uh-oh. he just okay. liked singing it that way and i was like i don't know why oh. it sounds really bad <laughs> yeah all right then uh, <laughs> i guess we'll look you're the artist to, okay yeah, like, you're it's, the artist. it's yep. just my job to record it i can't yeah. yell at you about it <laughs> Yeah, um, but the album, you know, has a very strong uh, last three oh, songs God, to, yeah. to close it out. You know, has very, very like, you know, Zatuishi is is very, <laughs> very powerful. That breakbeat <laughs> chorus, holy shit! Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and then you have the the final track, the Ills, the which Ills. would kind of be like. Would kind of be the your your credit roll yep. uh, kind of track, but it's it's also again really good. It sums everything up nicely. Yep. Um, it makes me very excited for Denzel where he's going to go from here. God, yeah, he's um, got all the potential in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Taylor, how about you? Oh, I like this one a lot. <laughs> awesome. I don't. Yeah, uh, we we've discussed on numerous occasions that I am 
that I am the hip hop outsider of the group. Yeah, we get you in. I pull you in every now and again. I get you to listen to something every now and again. But <laughs> yeah, it's you know, generally it's it's something I appreciate, but not everything hits me particularly hard yeah. when I do it. Uh, this is a really good album, though. Uh, I, I like how it follows a Saul Williams feature with a T Pain feature. That's so. That's so choice. <laughs> Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Incidentally, I think that T Pain song is my favorite on it's the album. It's so good. I love it. There's so much fucking flexing. I also really yeah. love the the posse cut. Um, ain't no way. Like ain't I think no that way. Ain't no everybody way. just fucking snapping on that song. Uh, and I love the way that it came together because it was originally meant for somebody else's album. And then and like all of these artists just kind of ended up at the at a studio together. And like they were just like, why don't we all just do a track together? And then it was originally going to be for one of their albums, but something happened and they couldn't do it. And then somebody could, somebody else couldn't use it because the label didn't want somebody else that was on the track on it. So it just basically kind of just fell into Denzel's lab. He's like, well, I guess I'm just going to put it on mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's a song that kind of just came together accidentally with the actual uh, people in the room together writing together, which isn't something that happens a lot in hip hop anymore. Uh, a lot since people do things just by email and shit and FTP now, you just mail your shit off. Yeah. Um, but they were actually all in the studio together working on that track together. Uh, and even if it might not have been meant for the vision of this album, I think it makes for a great palate cleanser from like, all right, we've done a lot. We like, we spent the first half of this album doing some heavy personal shit. Let's take a bro. Let's take a moment, have some fun with our friends and like, listen to Rico nasty, tear a beat apart. <laughs> oh, that's probably my favorite part of that yeah, song. Yeah, like like her yeah. verse just absolutely slay. It made me go like listen to more of her shit because I've not really like delved too much into her. Uh, but mm-hmm. I went and listened to a couple of her other uh, projects and was like, yeah, yeah, she's actually pretty good. I like her. Yeah, she got yeah. a vibe. Um, yeah, just a solid fucking album. I could not have asked for any better from Denzel Curry. Um, uh, and the track that I'm going with is uh, the single uh, that started it all. Like when I heard it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we're good. This is going to be a good album. <laughs> I just knew instantly as soon as I heard it. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. Soon as, as I, was, so- I was right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw you post this one in the Discord. I was like, here we go. Oh. Oh, this is this is fantastic. This is incredible. So the video is yeah. great, too. It's so perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah. uh, but the track that I'm going with is Walkin'. I think that it's like right there at the start of the album. It's giving you like a lot of ideas of like what he's saying and what he's trying to do with this record. Uh, and it's got an amazing beat switch on the second half. It's just like, oh, that's so dirty and grimy. I love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, here it is. This is from Denzel Curry's Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. Give it up for walking. Walking with my back to the sun. 
keep my head to the sky. Me against the world is me, myself, and I like daylight. Got in touch with my soul. Trading softly on the path down the rockiest road. Life isn't ice cream without monopoly dough. The property grows in value, and rightfully so. I gotta have it. I see the way the people get treated is problematic. They ready to set us up for failure. It's systematic. But when I felt it, my eyes melted. The selfish are constantly profiting off the helpless. I never do my team green. Make the team green like the Celtics. The ones that ain't making it overzealous. They show and tell us throughout history. Earning cheddar, they form and break out nickel plated chrome berettas. The same old story in a whole different era. I'm watching massacres turn to run the mascara. But anywho, for the pain, see what this any do. So we can see what lies beneath as we pull up a swig of truth. The sun sets as I sip a few. The sky turns a different hue, farther from the color blue. The nighttime has arrived. I recline for the evening. I'm hawking down the next go. The names ain't Stephen. I started in a nightmare, so pinch me. I'm dreaming. I'm killing off my demons 'cause my soul's worth redeeming. Gotta keep walking. Keep on walking. Ain't no stopping in this dirty, filthy, rotten, nasty little world we call our home. They get Mickey's popping. Ain't no option for my partner. So they resort to scams and robbing. Take away stress, we gone to copping. Blow it all out, it's all forgotten. Keep on walking. Ain't no stopping in this dirty, filthy, rotten, nasty little world we call our home. They get Mickey's popping. Ain't no option for my partner. So they resort to scams and robbing. Take away stress, we gone to copping. Blow it all out, it's all forgotten.
that brings us once again to the end of another one of these fine, wonderful episodes of, of, of this wonderful podcast that we get to do every month. So as we're winding things down, Taylor, I just let the fine folks at home know where they can find you. SoundCloud.com slash Western Desolation. Wayne Psychic High. We, again, I'm guessing we can probably find you on the Discord. Yep. yep. I'll be on the Discord. That's and that. I'll probably be listening to Soul Glow. Yeah, listen to more Soul Glow. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can find me at twitch.tv slash polyhead. It's where I get up to everything uh, that I do typically these days. Podcasts, VTubing stuff, all that fun stuff. So uh, until the April episode, we're going to go ahead and kick ourselves on out of here, but not before making sure you know to listen to some more Death Crips. 